0: Hello, friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilfrey, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Daniel Quinn and Courtney Staples. On today's episode, we are finishing up our foray into extra galactic space. Like, there's a big, wide-open expanse of space, and we're continuing to explore that. You should really listen to the previous episode. It would make a whole lot more sense, especially because there's potentially space whales and there's like 10 minutes of Daniel explaining how faster than light travel works. Honestly, great episode. I don't know how good this one's going to be, but you should definitely go back and listen to that one first. But before we get into all of it, remember that if you want us to build your world, like we're doing for Commissar Whiskers, a patron and Discord member. You can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com, and submit a prompt where we will build your world once you submit it. Uh, If you want to follow us on social media, we are over at Let's World Build on Twitter. And if you want to come join our Discord community, or if you're feeling particularly generous and want to give us money, you can do so on Patreon with a link for both of those in the description of this episode. Now, the last we left off, we were talking about twists wherein... The heroes and villains actually switched places. So who wants to start off and tell us how they reconciled the twist?
1: I can get us started with that.
0: Ab- Excellent. Let's go ahead and hear it.
1: All right. So last time we had talked about some sort of villain figure who had been a member of the, the Postal Service and had kind of since been exiled or lost in some way and had started to sort of build up his own his own empire of mm-hmm. sorts and um i was thinking that um maybe he knew something about the postal service um maybe the the on the ground workers employees you know they're they're good people but something it, within the organization is has been twisted over time or maybe mm-hmm. somebody new from the outside came in and started to sort of direct their mission in a new way where they're actually trying to uh research that weapon that had created the dust many Mm. ages ago um, for of course nefarious purposes to use uh, potentially on their own to kind of wipe out groups that they don't like or limit certain areas of space from being able to contact others. Mm -hmm. Um, So in other words, this villain figure is actually the one trying to prevent that, keep that from happening so that um, the technology isn't rediscovered and used for horrible means.
0: I'm so glad that you said that, Courtney, because that dovetails rather nicely into my tenet or my kind of reconciliation with the twist as well, Mm -hmm. which is the I I also focused on the evil mailman, as we kind of called them. Mm -hmm. And the concept that I kind of wanted to roll with is he is actually a hero who is desperately fighting against. The progenitor race that he understands is returning. So, last episode, Daniel kind of called him like a con like figure where he's trying to bring more people to become mailmen and like teach them the ways of the mailman. And while that might appear to be some kind of like despotic, you know, empire building, he's actually really trying to get people on his side because he knows that the progenitor race is coming back and it's probably not going to go well. That progenitor race being the one that are responsible for the dust that kind of inhibits Mm -hmm. psychic abilities to begin with. So I think we can kind of marry those ideas. And maybe the mailmen have been corrupted or kind of psychically taken over, at least at the head level, Mm, by this progenitor race into, you know, kind of doing their bidding unwittingly. Mm -hmm.
1: I like that idea a lot, or maybe it's some sort of deal with the devil where a central figure in the organization was contacted and like knowingly agreed, like, I'll help you as long as you make sure that I survive what's going to happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was I was thinking about that, that like deal with the devil thing. But um, I I, I don't know. I'm I'm actually one thing I actually am trying to stay away from Mm -hmm. is this idea that these progenitor races are entirely like cosmic entities if we can have them be just really hyper-advanced like civilizations that's kind of more Mm -hmm. what i'm interested in you know i gotcha yeah i was gonna say rob
2: this is exactly you what you said was exactly what i had in my mind isn't that really (laughs) yes like like to the t really Some yes. sort
1: of weird psychic connection going on there.
2: Maybe. Like, I have some <laughs> extra stuff, but it's, like, literally what would follow from what you said. <laughs> so, oh, my
0: God. Of course. Maybe. Yeah. So, so Daniel, what is what's your reconciliation?
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, oh, well... We we want the organization like the post office to be a fundamentally good thing and we want mm-hmm. the villain to not be evil and yet he's part of this organization. So I was thinking like, oh well maybe maybe the, the Forerunner race, like they still are out there in some way. So I was thinking, well perhaps like the way stations had some fragment of their essence in them that infected mm-hmm. some of the um, higher-ups in the organization. Mm-hmm. And among the forerunner race, there were some that were good and some that were bad or some that wanted you know to rule and some that didn't. And the whole war, whatever the outcome was, resulted in the ones that were trying to take power, losing the ability to travel and all that. And so mm-hmm. perhaps in the organization, like the post office organization, like they have like a eugenics program to make mm-hmm. uh, be- more and better um, okay. mailmen. And that can control the whales because that's how they would be able to travel again. And so the bad mailman learned about that and was exiled and stranded, which dovetails entirely with what you were talking about.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's all coming together here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that I also was considering, and I want to see what you guys think about this as well, is I was thinking about lending the faster than light creatures themselves like that we call them space whales but we actually haven't given them form necessarily <laughs> i was thinking that we could add a little bit of malevolent intent like they may think that they're the, like the the mailmen and the psychics in control might feel like they're the ones who are actually controlling them and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. like oh we're providing a narcotic or a comfort to these giant psychic creatures but in reality like they don't understand that like slowly by, you know, like inch by inch, they're losing themselves to this thing. That was my alternative. So we've got different options that we can roll with here. And I think that we can probably make it all cohesive.
1: Yeah, agreed. I think it could all work together. And um, I mean, maybe the the creatures, the space whales aren't like knowingly doing this. It's just by their nature, they leech, very gradually leech actual energy from people and Mm. um, almost turn them into like thralls in a way. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: So they're they're
2: tachyonic, right? I mean, they operate in a way that's different than our time. So maybe Mm -hmm. like continued exposure to them has some effect on the writer.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, So, okay. So the the other thing I did want to mention, I did want to like put a little bit of emphasis on, right. Is. This idea that this magical space dust that we created last episode is part of what is dampening the psychic abilities of these races that are within the story that we're telling here. It is demonstrably a weapon. And I did want that to be a progenitor race thing. And I'm thinking like, because I was thinking about that, like, why would you want to inhibit this unless you're going to come back, right? Like Mm -hmm. these progenitor races decided to come back and are like look you've been weakened long enough we're here like we're back and we're here to harvest you like that's kind of the concept that Mm -hmm. i have in mind i'm not sure if that's necessarily correct though
2: I mean, you talked about wanting them to be more like not these inscrutable beings, like they're just highly advanced. So Mm -hmm. I think part of what would make them more human-like is if they have factions within themselves. Like, so there's, they're not Mm -hmm. just one monolith, perhaps there are some who wanted to, um, pre- Uh, kind of set up this system of control um, through this sort of weapon and there's some who didn't and maybe we misunderstand them open maybe the the good ones use the weapon to destroy travel so that the bad ones couldn't do what they wanted Mm. to accomplish you know it's entirely possible and the consequence is that it it poisons the ability for us to develop you know and, and travel
0: or or hold on maybe we can have it be so it's like we have to dampen them psychically because there is another race out there that are drawn by psychic energies that are like demonstrably evil demonstrably malevolent Mm -hmm. and like maybe they are like if if they're like okay we can hide them until they're advanced and ready to take on this race once you know like once enough time has passed or something like that adult
2: whales maybe these are the baby whales
0: Oh, that's oh, it, or or maybe they're like scouts or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or there's yeah. some part
2: of the a larger race that's even worse in some
0: way that we don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And then and then of course we go back to our original I don't want to say evil mailman anymore because that's not true. He's like, I'm gonna call him con. So like <laughs> con mailman like understands what's going on and he's finally realized, like, oh, this is not good. Like, this is really not a good thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. And well, there's it,
2: layers of reversals in that. There's like the mailman isn't actually evil. The progenitors who are perhaps putting together this program to create better mailmen to control the the um, the whales potentially, they're not really evil either because they're trying to prevent the
0: whole of society yeah, from yeah.
2: surviving. You
0: know, mm-hmm. we've got we've got onions within onions here. That's how many layers <laughs> that we're dealing with. Yeah, I, I can see that for sure. Have mm-hmm.
2: um, you ever had a rambutan? I have
0: no idea what that is, dude. what's that? I think
2: I'm pronouncing it properly, but we found these in Costco, and they look like these little spiky fruits with spikes all over them,
0: and they're, Uh like, purple,
2: so they look like aliens. And when you open them up, they've got, like, this white lychee fruit inside. That's what I'm picturing when you said onions inside of onions, because that also (laughs) peels open, and there's a nut inside of it. Oh.
0: Well, I could have also... See, I wanted to go with the Shrek reference, but I could have also said something like um, a baklava for example, Mm. um, which does have or or like a good croissant, you know, which does have a bunch of (laughs) uh, layers, you know, but, you know, I I, got to give respect to the Shrek reference. That's that's where Mm. I am. Mm
1: -hmm. anyway.
0: Um, Yeah, we're really not talking about the setting anymore, except for the fact (laughs) that it has layers. All right. I feel like because
2: I'm an American, I have to pronounce that word as croissant. Because yeah, I'm yeah, not even gonna try. Because
0: I'm you mean, you mean you mean croissant? Yeah, yeah course, that yeah. one.
2: Crascent. That's
0: what I'm Yeah, cr- cr- yeah, y- y'all got any of them croissants. Like no, it's, <laughs> yeah, ah, I got gotcha. you. Um, look, 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 Daniel. I took six years of French in middle and high school. Okay. Oh, I didn't know I'm that. I'm not going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and say croissant like some American. I know how to say <laughs> I, croissant. I can't get it. Yeah. And it's not a pan au chocolate; it's a pan au chocolat. So <laughs> I'll, I'll translate am, right? it back into
2: American for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. it's a chocolate croissant. Yes, I get that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Not what my Brassant. life is about right now. croissant. Cho-
2: thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this oh, is America. Um, yeah, we're so yeah. We're an international podcast. Uh, I can I can say <laughs> croissant. Um, but anyway, let's move on here. I feel like we've gotten the the twist down pretty well. Uh, I think that it's time to move on to our factions. And, uh, I actually thought it'd be kind of fun to do an NPC. So I made an NPC. You guys didn't have to, that's just on me. Um, but who wants to go first with their faction slash NPC? I wanted to
2: add, um,
0: some dimension to the
2: forerunners. So following off the concept of like, they're operating among the people of the post office, like at higher levels, to direct um, the production of, of more powerful mailmen. And that Khan is one of those mailmen, and that he's utilizing whatever technology they've developed against them after being exiled. I thought, and I don't know, I need help in terms of how this would actually work fictionally, but I don't imagine them being physically present like i imagine them have being passed on from maybe some artifact in the way stations Mm -hmm. that's what allowed you know the higher-ups to get infected but i think the way that they should operate should be linked to how the whales um are tachyonic and travel permanently backwards in time perhaps like these forerunners like they evoke they're, they're they're traveling backwards in time so in some way they're like creating memories in people that they don't have that are really memories of mm-hmm. the future, and so that's the way those 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 um, bad guys can operate in the sense that they're remembering things from the future
0: mm. because
2: they're inhabited by a being that came from the future, essentially.
0: Interesting. Mm. Uh, so, so these are like echoes from the future, is what I'm hearing, right? Like, yeah. Are, so, like they maybe they printed memories.
2: Yeah, like they're imprinted with these memories of the future and the person is almost like compelled to carry things out. And that's how the quote unquote ghost of the forerunner operates. Like it's in you and you do act on these memories you have that you don't understand, but they're really memories of the future.
0: Interesting. So they're they're kind of like oracles in that sense then, right?
2: Yeah, it's almost like because I'm picturing it's almost like in Star Trek, the whole anti-time thing where this thing is perpetually traveling into the past. So these aliens, being tachyonic, are always traveling into the past. So when they inhabited them, they're washed over with all the memories in the future, and maybe a fragment of that intent. You know,
0: Mm. when you say "washed over," I'm thinking of like a tide or or like a wave of memory all at once. Yeah. So I I like that concept quite a bit. So it's imagining. So uh, when you're, uh, this is going to be a weird reference. I'm trying to figure it out. Actually, you know what? I've got a better reference. So imagine. That you're at SeaWorld. I don't know why you would be in today's society, but let's say that you're there and you're looking or any aquarium. Let's 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 go with like morally neutral aquarium, right? <laughs> and you see there is the tank, and then there's the, the animals on the inside, and then a, a a creature comes towards you and the overflow spills over on top of you and gets whoever's closest to it wet. Right. Like we can all imagine yes. that. Mm-hmm. All right. That but time with the space whales. Like, that's kind of how I'm imagining it, where they cannot help but bring the future into the past as they travel. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this, you're in the splash zone, but visions of time, essentially. That's kind of the concept that I'm figuring out in my head.
2: I I think that that would be neat, too, if if the whales do that. But what I'm I'm imagining, particularly with the the progenitor kind of faction, is that the waystation artifacts, um, when they're first interacted with, like, infuse you with that. Like, you get a big splash of Mm. of the future. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And that's what corrupts them, because they have such an intense... um, That's what makes the Forerunner kind of inhabit their body, because they're they're hit with such an intense amount of it all at once. Mm -hmm.
1: This is making me think back to the... uh the crystal elf things that you had come up with for the dwarf setting, Daniel, Oh yeah, um, that kind of leave messages throughout, but this is definitely a more, I guess, active um, possession in a way.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's kind of changed you because now you possess these memories that aren't yours that are making you act. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Right. Well, I mean, what, let's talk about that then let's, let's figure out, figure that out a little bit more. So, these things are i think it's an active possession which makes sense and maybe how can, how can we how can we make it so it's actively manipulating the person who's affected by the splash zone
2: um i would think let's say here's an example that's not what you're talking about but it should help us think is like i would think if say you had a background you had a career in um, i don't know archaeology or something And so because you have a career in archaeology, you have a a curiosity about um, unearthing artifacts and understanding cultures and things like that, that you normally wouldn't have if you didn't have that career. So I think what happens is, is when you get this washing over of all these memories, you suddenly develop intents and yearnings and interests that aren't aren't yours really. Mm -hmm. And so um, part of it is you're compelled to do things that you wouldn't normally do. So if they were washed over with, let's say, all of this genetic engineering knowledge, suddenly like... They want to search for the solution to this problem, and they don't really understand why fully. But that's how the forerunners act, acting on them because it's it's changed who they are essentially. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost turned them into it in a way.
0: Why, yeah. in, instead of having it be a complete transformation, why don't we have it just enhance who they already are as people? Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, I don't mean to say like
2: it transforms them into another person but it's almost it's, it's altered them in such a way that they're not really who they were fully anymore
0: yeah i, I think that we mm-hmm. can run with that and then f- like go go a step further and it's whatever they're interested in have them be utterly dedicated and utterly like they they transform to a level of dedication that is unhealthy for them uh you know like they mm-hmm. start to lose i mean they literally start to lose track of time and Because again, they're caught in this wave of it and they, 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 all they're trying to do at that moment is focus on their task. And because they don't experience time or they experience time differently now because of the wave that they've experienced, right? They're like, oh, I just spent the last 10 years of my life perfecting this thing. And I didn't realize that I lost my family and I lost everything that I cared about in the meantime. Mm -hmm. Hmm. That's cool.
1: Yeah, I like that a lot. Oh, As another comparison, it's um, in some ways similar to pregnancy, how people who are pregnant, obviously they're, mm-hmm. they're the same person, but they'll get these really intense like cravings for certain foods or mm-hmm. sort of urges to do
0: certain things. But yeah, and floods so, like, of still hormones the same, to make you more protective and stuff like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. absolutely.
2: That's a yeah. perfect analogy. I think that's kind of like closer to what I was envisioning, because it's almost like you're harboring this other identity in you mm-hmm. that's influencing what you do.
0: Mm. Yeah. And and I mean if we want to so, so now let's let's make it so this is a this is an intent that is being crafted, right? So yeah. who it's are the crafters? Eating. Yeah, who are the crafters? Who are the midwives of this time wave that we're talking about here?
2: Do you mean um who is helping these people realize what they are or how, how is it adjusting? I, I,
0: be, be, in my mind, right? Like it the way that I'm looking at this is you're going to have to forgive me here if I'm butchering the concept, Daniel, but the Uh way that I have it in my mind is there are these people who are being dramatically affected by this time wave. Right. And that's a deliberate act that's being, that's occurring. Right.
2: Yeah.
0: So who are the people who are behind it? If we're saying it's the progenitor races, the one that we have kind of the warmonger types, right. Mm -hmm. Then there's gotta be a way that they are manipulating the wave of time that they're experiencing. So, how is that exactly happening, and what can we do? What can we talk about in that way? You know what I mean.
2: Um, the, the way I imagine it, and obviously we can reinterpret this. Is there's a there's an episode? Well, it's the most one of the most famous episodes of Star Trek. Um, I forget no, the name of it is escaping me. God damn it! It's the one where um, Picard encounters this probe, and he lives an entire lifetime um, that's been imprinted on him from the last um, moments of that civilization's existence. Mm. And so he, he, in that time, he lives an entire lifetime. He develops a whole other identity. He's a completely Mm. different person. He comes back with all these memories and even the ability to play a flute that he didn't have because he went through this like lifelong hologram of Mm. this previous culture. So I'm I I don't know if it requires, I guess all that to say, I don't know if it requires an active intent because I feel like when they encounter the, 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 Let's say when they first discover the a bunch of scientists and some postman leaders encounter one of the way stations, they crack it open and they're like, oh, here's a new way station, and one of them gets imprinted by the thing. I'm thinking mm. then that person starts to discover as they decipher their memories, maybe who they are, what they are, but what they intend to do. So if the intent of the of the of these ones that left behind their imprint is, hey, Rediscover the power to travel um, to control the writers because if you don't, we're gonna all be in trouble. They may mm-hmm. not themselves know, like what they're what they're after until they discover it.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
2: kind of like this weird, like you don't really know who the villain is because the villain doesn't really know themselves.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, I think I might have a way that we can square this as well, and we can work back on the on why we call them the mailmen as well, right? Um, the can we have it so that the people who are able to control the space whales, maybe that's the way that they're also Im- imprinting these memories or this enhancement of that person is oh. through the deeper connection that they're sharing as they control the space whale, right?
2: Yeah, like the whale helps evolve it is what you're saying. Exactly. Mm.
0: Exactly cool. right. And then what we can do is that I mean, they're, sp- they're, they're men on two ways now because they're also – Receiving messages from the space whales psychically, right, so like there's a double meaning to that, and mm-hmm. then of course, we can always have it so you know the 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 space whales themselves are are somewhat incidental or maybe they 're more neutral, you know it 's like mm-hmm. whoever's imprinting them at the other end, right, so maybe yeah. there is the good side of the progenitor faction that we 're talking about, and they're like. They're the ones who are sending out the whales, and that's the one that the con character that we have gets, and he's like, oh, oh, I've suddenly been given this this vision of the future, and oh God, what's happening? You know, like, and that's. Ah, I'm trying that's,
2: to I get. I get what you're saying. Yeah, like that, that there's yeah. there's a way of communicating from the whales that's from the good progenitors. That's kind of like an artifact of being in the whales and that gives an out for the bad guys to realize okay when they're riding these whales they have these bad memories that want them to do this nefarious stuff but they've also got to reconcile what's coming through from the whales which is from the other side
0: yeah it's it's fairly complicated actually um but it's i think it's kind of cool so yeah it
2: is yeah yeah
0: uh i think we should move on courtney what is your faction that you've got for us today
1: all right so mine is going to be interesting in light of everything that we've just discussed but uh, i was thinking about a group of pathfinders or wayfarers within the postal service and their role is to um, explore the outer reaches of space look for maybe shortcuts in space essentially mm-hmm. um new spots that are are going to become way stations or could serve as that um, so the people who sort of take on the most dangerous routes more or less and Kind of fling themselves out into space and just hope that they come across something with of course the risk of you know losing themselves um, figuratively or literally in space and so with everything that we've discussed as far as the kind of psychic imprinting and things i imagine that that becomes even more dangerous because if they're if they're kind of exploring on their own and they were to come across one of these way stations they would they would be fully on their own when they get imprinted by whatever being left the messages behind
0: oh that's really cool that's cool yeah
1: so so they could potentially just like literally just lose themselves out there and return to civilization like half a lifetime later um Mm -hmm. as this completely changed person
0: and no one would often know the difference because it's like wow being out in space really changes a person right Exactly. And what it's what's actually happening is like this this the waste stations are changing them yeah yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: hmm. now I'm
2: picturing hmm. these way stations being far more ominous than yeah. originally <laughs> conceived like they seem to be like yeah. almost like a, a a ghostly place you know mm-hmm. hmm. hmm
0: well I, I I suppose what's funny is that like. I, I didn't want to necessarily deal with the progenitor races in my faction because I was more interested in like, all right, well, we've we've done a lot of work on that, right? Let's think a little bit differently. And I created a faction and NPC that are basically part scientist, part poacher. Mm-hmm. And they are a, a, a people who are really interested in uh, capturing and dissecting the space whales uh so there's a number of reasons that they want to do so that one it's so they can try and mimic you know like whatever bio uh biophysiology allows these space whales to travel at faster than light speeds and the other thing being is that they they're they're kind of ghoulish right like they're like hey we want these things because they're powerful we want to know how they work but there's this kind of duality where it's like they're they're morally dubious because what they believe is they're doing this for all of humanity's benefit that if they mm-hmm. know how to mimic that, then they can make it so they don't rely on the mailmen anymore to create way stations that they can just have f t l you know like travel no problem.
1: Mm-hmm. I could see some yeah. interesting interplay between them and the Pathfinder Wayfarer group um in that i'm guessing that the pathfinders would be the pathfinders and their whales would be easier to sort of grab um yes. on the outskirts of space so your group could potentially just disappear with a couple of pathfinders and their whales and those people would never be heard from again and it would be assumed that they were just lost but in reality they're being experimented upon
0: oh yeah and and not only that but it's like there's a moral question of what I'm doing is demonstrably not good, but mm. it's for the greater good. And that's like the justification that they have, mm. you know, yeah. behind I the I can science.
2: see these guys having some kind of scientific base that they've managed to set up in um, this tachyonic space where mm. they have their like Ahab type character who tries to, you know, grab some whales passing through so they can experiment experiments on them in that space. And I could see mm. it being the case that if you try to take like whale flesh out of tachyonic space it just dissolves or something. So mm. they set up like a base in the space to do the work.
0: The I horn- originally didn't have Ahab in mind and now I'm now dropping the original concept that I have <laughs> where we have a we have an Ahab scientist that yes. is absolutely what we're doing now where it's like something happened where maybe this particular scientist was Mm -hmm. traveling along among the, with the tachyonic creature and then Mm -hmm. like some kind of space disaster happens, loses a limb and blames these things. And so it's entire purpose. It's this, this scientist's entire purpose is to get rid of them. So that thing does not happen ever again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's Mm anti-whale. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because And again, I mean, in in the future that we're talking about here, we're looking at like a fairly cool looking prosthesis, but we could also have it where he could have just or the the scientists could have just a regular bioprosthesis. But in this case, they're like, no, I need this as a reminder. Every time Mm -hmm. I wake up and I'm forced to have like a wobbly gait because my leg is gone, I want to remember that it's the whale's fault. You know, mm-hmm. so they're, Could he have, they're purposefully kind of hobbling themselves just out of spite and revenge.
2: <laughs> Could he have a wound that's tachyonic, like it it heals Ooh. in an like a, an inverse Ooh. sort of way, like it's always opening up or something? That's really yes. cool. I
0: love that. That's yeah. really cool.
2: Like well, I don't know how that would work, but something I was that like, works say, like what does that
0: even look like? Do <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, maybe it's constantly. Healing and it's like in a time loop of some kind. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. healing and then uh, and then uh, uh un- like basically blooming all over again. You know, it's, an, it's yeah, like maybe healing. it's like a
2: it's like a it's it's made of a little chair in space in the localized vicinity of his limb, and so his limb heals up and then
0: deteriorates over and over again. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So disturbing. Yes, I agree entirely. That's funny. And and can we have it so it's on like a daily or weekly cycle? Yes. So oh, yeah. like yes. as the, time the day it took goes for the on. You, oh, yeah, th- yeah mm. that might work. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of something along the lines of as the day goes on, they lose more and more of their limb. Oh. And it's just like this horrifying, like in the morning they look completely normal. And then as the mm. day continues, they like you just start to watch it. And mm. okay. So I'm imagining like, the moment itself was probably really, really fast. Like they lost their mm-hmm. limb within a matter of seconds, but they're forced to relive that, that like momentary like loss of limb over the course of hours. So like time yeah. has dilated around it's that. It's dilated in. Yeah. 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 That's
2: perfect. Yeah. And then so he like just you, you watches their fingers
0: because he's so, f- sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, absolutely. So like you watch as their fingers like, Start to dissolve, and their hand mm. starts to, dis- or maybe it's Ugh. foot. I don't know. Either way, it's a really cool concept. Like, it is, that's yeah. really dope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck that old NPC that I had. No, this is way cooler.
2: <laughs> what was the NPC? What was it? <laughs> no,
0: you will never know. Aww. You will never know. Uh, eight like weird like time dilated space. Ahab is way cooler, so we don't need it to is, worry it about that cool. one. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So factions out of the way, done and dusted, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we each
2: had one, right? Yeah.
0: Yes. Yep. So that means. Oh, I did want to add one rolling... thing to. Oh, go oh, ahead. I, I,
2: I wanted to add one thing So I was thinking about Courtney's um, the way with mm-hmm. the wayfinders. I was, I would also been thinking like when you were talking before we even had the whales, or before we knew how to control them, or have psychics that can control them. I could imagine us having sent wayfinders that weren't human either. Like could you mm-hmm. imagine sending like an Android or a machine oh, yeah. that has oh, some sentience yeah. yeah. along the size? You could have like cow I'm thinking like cowboys with their sidekicks, you know, would be neat to have like the mm-hmm. wayfinder psychic who's an android.
0: Oh, oh that's Yeah, they... like it's companion bot five thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they're only there because the other people will go crazy without companionship.
2: Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. But if that's... the androids are like semi sentient, could they be in? infested by the progenitor Ooh, influence or question. is it like a oh, that's, thing? Uh, that's
0: a really great good question. question. Yeah. Uh, uh like I think the obvious some, answer is fucking duh because yeah. that's dope. You know, <laughs> imagine like, if yeah. there's some
1: like a single android going around to as many waystations stations as he can find oh. because he's like obsessed with collecting as many voices in his head more or less. Oh and
2: then he and, hid like, his face with flesh. Oh god. Oh god <laughs> to work among the mailmen.
1: Oh god.
0: That's yeah, okay. Yeah. And We've great. got a lot of really cool <laughs> concepts that we can run with here for sure. Um, Jesus. <laughs> wow.
2: that, that got His dark. name is Cliff Clavin. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and, Clavin and because, yeah. And then, and then of course, because it's so far in the future, no one gets that reference because I'm sure barely anyone got the reference last time. <laughs> so I, okay. Uh, so that the the addition of these weird Android things, uh, horrifying, amazing, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I'm just thinking of all of the cool possibilities that you have now with like the mailmen who are in space, and you can tell that some they they're, they probably go through these weird psychological cycles where they're like. Uh, this thing's just a stupid robot. And then as time goes on, like this is my only friend. I know that he's pre-programmed to only have a certain amount of phrases. But my God, it's 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 helpful, you know. Like when you're mm-hmm. out there, it's kind of like Wilson and uh, Castaway, you know. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Yeah. Although I hope that the, oh God, this j- we have to make sure that these things are sex neutral. Like you can't have <laughs> sex with the robot. Let's just. I want to make sure oh, that last. that's the case. <laughs> Because, oh, man, I'm that's... Sure,
2: sure that was the I mean, intent, really but I'm sure someone can make yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. God
0: damn it. You're, you're the one who brought it up, Rob.
2: I know. <laughs> yeah, now it's a yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I only bring that up because I remember someone recently was like, you know he was fucking that beach ball in Castaway, right? I'm like, what? And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, this is, this is purely my fault. Moving on. Yeah. We, uh, we've we got a, a main quest line that we've got going on here. What are we thinking for the quest line here, folks? I mean, considering the... Considering the... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Considering the perspective that we are, right? Like, I think it would be pretty obvious that you'd want to be... I mean, the main quest line that I see as it is, you want to stop the progenitor race from coming back, right?
1: Depends, I guess. Because we had also talked about like the whales being sort of scouts for an even worse group, right?
2: Mm-hmm. You might want to make some sort of... I mean, there's bad progenitors and good ones. You might want to strike some kind of compromise with them. Because they're operating mm-hmm. from a distant... "Quote unquote future sort of slash past, so it's like if you can have strength on both yeah. sides, maybe both can survive."
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh, oh, yeah, this is complicated. Um, <laughs> Too many layers. <laughs> yeah. You're right because they're they're do, in the
2: distant past and future.
0: <laughs> you're right. We should what we should do for the main quest line is try and keep it small. Try and keep it yeah, really yeah. tightly focused on. Mm just the mailmen and trying to get a package delivered.
1: Yeah, yeah I think that'd be neat.
0: Mm. Maybe having to yeah. do with um, Khan, because he's a really compelling character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, okay. So there is a group of potential mailmen, and Khan has basically, under the guise of another purveyor, or another uh, client, has asked them or tasked this group to all right, you have to go here and deliver it here in order to try and, and it's like obviously very dangerous and it requires a lot of skill and it's the way that they're trying to figure out how to bring out more mailmen, how to awaken more psychics by like basically forcing them through this quest. You know, it's kind of like meat grinder. Mm -hmm. It's like whoever survives the meat grinder, they're the ones who are going to be recruited or attempted to be recruited.
1: That could even be an interesting session one. It's like you're kind of thrown into this extremely dangerous situation in an RPG and whoever survives kind of gets to play that character long term, but everybody else has to make up a new PC. It's
0: very OSR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh uh, there was a i played a convention game one time where we basically played the meat grinder session and whoever survived are the ones like well you get to play that character now like that is a very osr thing Mm -hmm. Uh, i think that might be a fun way to do it especially you know
1: especially to like really throw the players into this really bizarre setting all at once um kind of showing them like space is really dangerous actually and this is not going to be a forgiving campaign.
0: Mm-hmm. So I suppose my question is, right? We we talk about the mailmen as individuals, right? And the mm-hmm. there's the Pathfinders that Courtney kind of came up with who require their weird sex bots for companionship. <laughs> so my question then becomes why is a group of male men necessary? What what does having multiple mailmen in a group do? That 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 is that is needed, you know.
2: Well, I mean, you 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 need them because otherwise it could devolve into our basest um, base desires, such as like gaining wealth and power and and supremacy over others. Whereas the organization mm-hmm. stresses, like you said in the first episode. Um, Almost like a Federation-like quality, a utopic quality of like, this is a mission, a service we're providing for humanity rather than we're doing it selflessly. So the organization forces individuals to overcome their own selfish, um, you know, interiors.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. I-, I meant on an individual mission.
2: Oh, oh you mean mm-hmm. for this I group?
0: Right. So like, okay. why is it that we need four male men on one particular mission where... You know, maybe one would do otherwise. Like, what is the, what happens when you get a group of mailmen in a room? You know, like, that's kind of the, and and like, how is it better than just having one on a long haul on their own? Mm -hmm. You know, like, aren't you kind of losing efficiency by having a group of them?
2: Are they searching a region of space together then?
0: I was almost thinking that it could be something along the lines of, like, it, takes an immense amount of pressure and focus to even like drive the space whales, so to speak. So maybe mm-hmm. they take them on in like eight hour shifts or something like that. So yeah, they're yeah, basically okay. long haul truckers, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. well, I can go for 10 hours. How long can you go? And it's like, they're just doing it. So, you know, they, they need that time. They need or, or oh, rather, one whale. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, okay, yeah. they're actually, actually That's, that's also interesting considering the fiction that we've created. If this whale is psychically imprinting on all four of them and how it's changing them and they have like a singular goal, that's kind of interesting that we can talk about that too. Plus Mm -hmm. in this case, there's a little bit more companionship. So it's like, these are the people who are like, Hey, we're going to go through known space. And then the individuals who are going to unknown space, the pathfinders that Courtney came up with, Mm -hmm. like, they don't know how long it's going to take, so that's why they, there's not groups of them. You know, these are recruits of Khan, right? Potentially, yeah. So I'm just talking about psychic mailmen in general.
2: In general, right? But, but these, we're talking about ones that are doing a mission that's essentially originated by him. So it makes me wonder um, what is different about Khan's what knowledge or what tech tactics does Khan have that he derived from the evil progenitors. Um, that he he uses among his mailmen that's different than regular mailmen. So I wonder if that's related, like being able to bind to to multiple people, bind to the same whale, maybe that could be part of it.
1: Maybe Mm. it's like a psychic safety net in a way, where if it's just one person, they're more likely to succumb to some other influence. But if it's a group of them, it's easier for them to kind of retain themselves.
0: Mm.
2: So he binds other mailmen together.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a way in the
2: end of overcoming the need for the whale.
0: Oh, interesting. Uh, What do you mean by that?
2: Like, I know it's an undeveloped thought, but maybe like in line with what Ahab, Ahab wants to eliminate the whales entirely. But maybe part of it is we know that consciousness is in some way linked to how these things travel because... Um, our consciousness is inhibited by the damaged space, right? And our bonding mm-hmm. with the whales is part of that. Perhaps developing our consciousness in some particular way is akin to the power that the whales have naturally. And so perhaps by linking with them and linking each other together, evil mailman is trying to find a way to like create a human whale or something like that. One that doesn't need the whales to travel. <laughs> that's his ultimate goal. Or maybe that's the progenitor's ultimate goal since he's influenced by them.
0: Interesting. So, So that would imply... That the progenitors all have this ability to travel faster than light through some kind of like psychic transmission, where mm-hmm. they're able to for whatever maybe they cre- maybe they uh, have a psychic ability to make themselves way less than you know time itself. What is it? like, Well, itself, they right? they must have developed the technology from the whales in the distant past slash future, and something happened that screwed them up. You know, mm-hmm. right, right y'all this setting is crazy like (laughs) like, the setting like is really fun but it's like man this is we started with a like a post office and now (laughs) we're talking about these grand like concepts of science fiction i'm like i I don't know this is why i stick with fantasy it's so much easier.
1: (laughs) actually one thought about um the like human whales and um also tying in rob with your faction like what if part of the technology involves implanting something from the whale within like your own being like physically cutting something out Ooh. of the whale putting into yourself and that kind of in part at least gives you some ability
0: trying to like splice parts right. of the whale or like yeah. maybe even create like a hybrid of some kind that's horrifying yeah that's gross Yeah, yep. um, <laughs> I'm just saying I love it, I love it. <laughs> I mean, maybe
2: Ahab and Khan,
0: you know, they know each other. Interest. Oh, well, I mean, if that's the case, Mm -hmm. then now we have to make it so Ahab was the passenger on that fateful voyage that kind Mm -hmm. of created Khan in the first place. Yeah, who got Mm -hmm. stranded. Ahab, like, wasn't stranded, but he was left lost in the time stream. Yeah, what happened Mm -hmm. is that, like, Ahab managed to bail out, but lost the arm or not really kind of lost the arm uh forever uh you know like it in that in him escaping you know like Khan's Khan's piloting sweating there's red lights for some reason he's like you've <laughs> got to go and then Ahab's like no and then Khan like pushes him out of the <laughs> Yeah, and his arm just gets yeah. disintegrated and like yeah there you go that's exactly oh, love it, it. Yeah.
2: fucking love it
0: <laughs> okay all right y'all um I feel like we're at a pretty good stopping point, all things considered. Uh, Commissar Whiskers, thank you so much for this prompt. I hope we did it some level of justice. I really hope that it's like, I hope that it's kind of what you had in mind. You know, if you had like this idea that they were just like mailmen on bicycles and like they're just space bicycles, <laughs> I'm sorry. We completely failed you. But otherwise, you know, like I thought it was a cool concept. So uh, again, thank you, Commissar Whiskers, for the uh, prompt. And remember that if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com, and submit your own prompt. And we will uh, do exactly what you've heard us do for this series and many other series uh, with your idea. Uh, If you want to follow us on social media, we're over at Let's World Build on Twitter. And if you want to join our Discord community or if you're feeling particularly generous and want to give us money over on Patreon, a link for both of those are going to be in the description of the episode. That will do it for this episode of World Build With Us. Remember that we love you very much and we're going to get through this together until next week.